coming up on this week's episode of Unpick. Listen, weeks if, later, if moments later. Okay, I feel like you're throwing shade. So I weren't like hyping myself. I weren't, no, not in a not in a deep way, but in my head, I wasn't like. Pause, 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 pause. Do you think that London is tapped? Yes. What is wrong with black people in London? Like, what is it? Black people in London are stush. Wagwan peeps, it's Venom, what you saying? Alongside my home slice, Sammy to the same. When she and I get together on the poddy, ask anybody, the vibes are insane. Join our family and feel free to come by. Be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah. New drop on the way every Monday at 6. Tune in and come see what we unpick. <laughs> when recording. Again, this is recording number two. Take two. After- Listen, guys, we've already been at it doing technical <laughs> difficulties and IT for an hour. Yo, yeah, we are we're bringing you an episode today. But listen, like I, like, like oh. I always say that my God is a mighty God. And he said, you guys are going to give these people an episode. So we're here. Okay. We're here. He gave Venom a solution. Well, I believe he gave Venom a solution. Otherwise, we would have been like, yeah, we're missing a week. I can't, we can't deal. Yeah. Because it's been a tough, you said it's been a tough week for you. It's been a tough month. It's been a tough month for me. Like what's going on behind the scenes in my life, in my personal life? Life is lifing right now. Like life is hitting me. Yo, (laughs) yo. I don't even want to talk about me. Because I don't yeah. want to start crying on this podcast. No, it's a lot. You. But ha- like you said, your week has been tough. Like what's been, been going tough. on? It's been tough. You know, I came to the realization this week that um, I'm in, I'm like in transition, if you know what I mean. Okay. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm not turning from a him to a her, but I'm transitioning to like, this is what my future is. This is what my present is. And mm. I'm not trying to be where the present is. So I'm moving and mm. it's the journey has been constant, but I just became conscious that, oh snap, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been tough because it hit me just almost like overnight and I woke up, I was like unprepared. Mm. So it's been tough, proper tough. So has the transition happened this week or are you, do you feel no, like just this is part of the change that is to come yeah literally the change is all ahead of me i just became aware that oh snap we have to change like this ain't it can i tell you something go for it so last year okay so for the newbies listening thank you for stumbling across this video and deciding to click play um real quick my name's dami zane hey hello hi home slice my co-host is venom hey um, peeps. right we are a weekly podcast we like to delve into the overlooked and underappreciated topics in our culture and each week we will share unique and fascinating stories and opinions that you may or may not find anywhere else but they don't do it like us because we keep mm. it real okay mm. And something that I say in almost every episode now for those who are new is talk about my faith. And last year, I had a really difficult start to 2022 as well. So um, a breakup, 
happened. <laughs> and then things were just going downhill. And then halfway through the year, things seemed to be looking up. And the whole time we just carried on doing the podcast as we do, because this, mm. this podcast has almost become like a, a place for me to not think about my life. It's like a... I don't know how to put it. It's a, like, it's a box, but a it's freedom a box. box. It's a free. Yeah. It's a box where I'm free, but it's a space where I get to put my issues to the side whilst the camera is rolling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just be in the moment with my podcast bestie. And then when the cameras go off, I might have a little cry and tell him what's going on, and he might give me some advice and vice versa. He, although he doesn't cry in front of me, I've never seen him cry. Um, but that's it'll how happen, we, it'll happen. It'll happen. That's happen. how we do it. That's how we do it. Yeah. Um. But last, the reason why I've said all of that is because last year I got a word because um, I pray a lot. I pray a lot and I've spoken in the past about my spiritual awareness. So I got a word, which I believe came from God to say that 2023 is a year of change. And my friends who may or may not be listening to this, if you're listening to this, you pro- you're probably rolling your eyes at this point because you're like, she's always talking about this. Last year, I spoke a lot about change, like with my friends who are also part of the faith that I follow. And we were like, yeah, yeah, like there seems to be a season of change for everyone. And then I got, I thought that that change had already like pretty much come to fruition at the start of the year for me. And I thought, yeah, I've started the year in a new season, yeah yeah everything's great and then very quickly things started crashing down but i still have that sense of 2023 is a year of change and i keep the more that things have been going on in the last two months like january and feb the more i'm like okay all these things that are happening it's to prepare me for something to come and that thing that is to come is still in 2023 Mm, mm -hmm, mm. so i think it's so interesting that you without me even i don't think i've even shared that with you before this whole nah. 2023 is a year of change i've never said that to you before i only really used to talk about it with my friends who are also christian because they understand when i say oh i got a message and this is what god is saying to me i feel comfortable discussing that with them because they believe yeah do you know what i mean but the fact that you just said now that oh yeah like change it's just it's a reoccurring theme that i have been feeling in my heart and i feel that god has been telling me Mm. for the best part of the latter half of last year, definitely in the latter half of last year, even all the way now that my life is pretty much falling apart outside of the podcast. Well, it's not been dramatic. <laughs> but, but things are happening, yeah. Things are moving <laughs> and fall- shaking. Yeah, not and falling apart. <laughs> I'm not falling apart. It's forcing me to stretch and change. And it means that I'm just yeah. going to be propelled into something else. So yeah, I find it interesting that you feel like that's the season that you're in. And I just want to, give you a word of encouragement without even talking about my faith but a word of encouragement that there is no breakthrough without a break Mm. like yeah no i'm here for it there is no breakthrough without a break and so like you need to be stretched and you need to be like almost you can't you can't appreciate the up if you've not been down in it like it's just it just is mm. what it is so like whatever it is about giving me details I'm obviously you know you can talk to me about it off camera but whatever it is that you're dealing with right now and you're feeling a sense of okay a change needs to happen and stuff is going on now sometimes I think that like we're put in situations where we have no choice but 
to make a move because we're so yeah, comfortable yeah. being com- we're we're comfortable i even said the word already we're yeah, so we're we people. like being comfortable so sometimes certain things are brought to your attention to force you to make a change it could be the littlest of things like two mm. weeks ago just to bring it to like our podcast like two weeks ago i had a tripod guys that was on its last legs i thought i'm just gonna keep it it's fine i'm a it broke on us literally five minutes before I was about to start recording. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to do the whole, okay, there is no way around it. Because as well as that happening, I still tried to do a workaround. And then in doing the workaround, Toby decided to choose some other part of the equipment, which meant we couldn't record at all. So I had to then go out of my way and just buy the new one. Something that I'd been trying to avoid for so long. Yeah. It was almost like, sis, yeah, just, that's just that's do the it. Thing. Sometimes, Sometimes you avoid it. It's, and yeah. So the sometimes, say no. exactly. So sometimes we're put in these really sticky situations because it's like you're forced to make a change or it's preparing you for something. So mm. I don't know which one it is. I don't know if it's a pre- preparation thing or if it's a forcing you to move thing or both. both. Like I know for me, it's both. It's both. It's For me, it's, for me, it's both. <laughs> both. <laughs> but yeah, just some words of encouragement there that like. Thank you. It's, Thank you, hundred percent, man. You get what I'm yeah. trying to say without me being preachy, without nah, me even bringing. That's exactly yeah. what it is. But that's what yeah, it that's is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been saying, oh yeah, you know, middle of next year, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, mm. I'm making small steps towards making it happen, but not something concrete where you have no way of not doing it. If you know what I mean. Mm. And then life just came and said, "You're gonna do it now." Nah, you have to do it. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah, must. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know that when I get to the other side of what I'm dealing with at the moment, it would have been for the better. Whatever, oh, it's always like, for the better. I will, I will look back and be like, right, that was a hard time. But you know what? Yeah, before that, I was settling for okay. Exactly. So it's good that I'm dealing with this now. So yeah, man. Oh, look at us in the same season. Oh, a little mm. bit of a little bit of Christian faith there. A little bit of synchronicity. A little bit of synchronicity, a little bit of spirituality there, whatever way you want to take it. Um but yeah, I didn't even want to start like preaching Bible verses and stuff. But no, I hear it. I do hear it. And I've had that. As soon as you said change, I was like, rah, like, is this yeah, God talking to me as well now? Because I heard <laughs> you the first time. <laughs> it just came to me late because I'm not in the church, innit? So it was like, oh, he forgot me, not low key. God forgot never, me, but it was nah, like, God never oh, forgets snap. you. God never forgets like, you. Oh, I didn't, I didn't nah, reach out nah, to nah, nah, God. Nah. You didn't go to that mass. It's <laughs> not like, that. Yeah, no, I went there. It's, it's not that. God doesn't forget you. God just talks to you in a way that you will understand. Yeah. So. He said now. That's what I understand right now. Oh, now? Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> literally. But anyway, guys. <clears throat> welcome. welcome. Welcome to Unpicked. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Unpicked. Welcome to Unpicked. Where two podcast besties come and talk. Mm-hmm. sense or, no, or nonsensical stuff who knows who cares yeah. um sometimes even yeah. if they are wrong <laughs> wicked and bad bad and wicked. wicked and bad bad and wicked but only, one... only to um turn back on the words listen weeks later, if there's... moments later okay i feel like you're throwing shade <laughs> but if there's one thing that i'm gonna do is i'm gonna recognize where i've been wrong and i'm big and bad enough to be like you know what 
my views on that have changed. I've come to my senses. Boom. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing about me. I'm not afraid to say sorry. And I'm, I am I have good self-awareness. I reflect. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Mm, you could have been a bit better with that. Do you know what I mean? And that's what we do over here. We're not wrong and strong. That's that's, that's one thing about definitely us. Definitely not. Yeah, we're not wrong and strong. Maybe psychedelic. Unless we unless we still believe it. Unless I, if I still believe it, I still believe it. Sorry, yeah. it just means <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom hasn't come to me yet. <laughs> I'm like, nah. I yeah, I still believe that. Mm. But that's what makes our podcast entertaining. That's why Indeed. people come back. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Anyway, if you're new that. here, you're, if you're new here, uh, get ready for an interesting show. Those of you that have come back, thank you so much for continuing. Continuing, sorry to support us. We appreciate you so much. Mm. Um, whilst you're here, if you haven't already, please the QR code for our Instagram is on the screen. Please, 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 you know what to do. Follow the thing. Mm. It's that simple. Um, and if you're not already subscribed to this channel please subscribe and interact with the content so that we know what we need to give you more of anyway mm-hmm. intros and all that palava we can move it's on it's done it's game time every week we do a little game mm. uh you know little icebreaker thing mm. this season it's called game time it's a series of five multiple choice questions that one host asked the other host. Today I'm the host asking. Dami is the host in the hot seat. She's mm. gonna answer the questions correctly. Mm. Uh, the points will be on the screen. I'm currently losing. Dami's currently winning by one point. You know. Oh no, but this is uh this is the correction. This is the same games this week, right? Yeah. You're one game behind me. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're losing by one point, but she's got the opportunity to get five more points today. So we'll see. Dami, are you ready? I was born ready. (laughs) Ah, All right. You say so, yeah? Question one. Yeah. Which black male celebrity comedian recently had their first comedy show in Egypt cancelled due to their views? Kevin Hart. Damn. That's correct. Thank you. The answer is C, Kevin Hart. (laughs) I won't give you the other comedians. (laughs) I said she's either seen this or she hasn't. Mm. Okay, okay. Question two. Mm-hmm. According to OK Magazine, two sizable artists have declined the king's coronation this year. So the king has requested that some artists perform at his coronation this year. Two of them have declined. So okay. you want the right combination of two. I haven't made it tricky and given you the same names. Oh, okay. Is the answer A? Sam Smith and Ellie Golden. Is the answer B, Adele and Ed Sheeran? Or is the answer C, Elton John and Dua Lipa? I think Remember, it's... these are people that declined, yeah? Yeah, I think it's B. Adele and Ed Sheeran. I think I heard somewhere about that because of their solidarity with the... Um... I know the reason for it was something to do with this, with the solidarity with the is it bl- the black community or something like that. I think I could be wrong. I'm just guessing, but I do. I, I think it was them. The answer is B. 
I was going to say, what, is Sam Smith not standing with the black community now? No, they are. Oh, so, no, <laughs> they are. Yeah, so, well, uh, Sam Smith... Oh, not for the, not Sma- for the blacks. Sa- Sam Smith right now is about their own agenda. Elton John, I've not really heard anything about Elton John this year. That's how I was like, I don't think it's them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Sheeran... Oh, Elton John's not a them. It's a he. No, 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 no. I know that, <laughs> but I said I've not heard anything about Elton John this year. Whereas with Sam Smith, I think Sam Smith has their own agenda. I uh, know. I yeah. was just playing on the trying words to trip me said. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah trying to. You said I haven't heard anything God about them. I was like, no, it's not them. It's a him. The way my heart is beating. Anyway, question three. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, I can't. I should take it more serious. Oh God, uh, yeah. <clears throat> cool. Question three. Recently, Drake was ordered to appear in court to sit for a deposition mm. in a case regarding the murder of which music artist? Is it A, XXX Tentacion? Is it B, Takeoff? Or is it C, Pop Smoke? It's A. You're going to say it? XXX the rest of the name (laughs) (laughs) that's correct (laughs) Ah, that's the first time you answered I didn't say the answer boy it's A it's A I just couldn't (laughs) (laughs) and what is A (laughs) it's A that is correct that's correct yeah. Oh, so you got three for free so far. Ooh, stress. <laughs> you're, gonna do the, you're gonna clean it up, you're gonna keep a, a white sheet. Let's see. Let's let's not jinx question, it. <laughs> question four. Uh-huh. Teresa Coffey, the UK's environmental minister, mm-hmm. suggested that we eat what specific veg to ease the food shortage? Okay. Is it A radishes? Is it B, parsnips? Or is it C, turnips? I haven't got a clue. So I'm just going to guess. What were the options? What were the options? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a child of God. Hey. I don't do juju. Whenever she starts talking about this, this child, I'm um, sorry, I'm, I'm just going to guess, yeah? This is where she always gets it right. She does some any black magic off camera that like, you can't see it, I can't see it, but I know it's happening. That is so I know it's happening. And then all of a sudden, it's the correct answer every time. Right. <laughs> I have a feeling, but... You want to hear them again? I want to hear them again. Cool. So is it A, radishes, <laughs> B, parsnips, or C, turnips. I think it's radish. Ah, uh, I'm wrong, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, parsnip. No, it's turnips. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm happy to let that one go. It's okay. So it's it's the least exciting. I just wanted something that was. I hadn't. I hadn't even heard about it, so I was like, "What?" There's like no. There's no veg in the supermarkets right now. I know that I know I know that certain supermarkets if you'd ask me about are oh, the supermarkets that are like putting a um restriction Ration per person. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could yeah. have answered anything about that, but I didn't know like I didn't even know that people still ate turnips. I didn't even know you could anyway, let's just let's just move on. Exactly. This woman's out here like, yeah. 
eat, just eat turnips. Work well, harder, uh, so do you know what I was thinking? Money. I was thinking, what fr- what veg have I heard about this like recently? It's recently, yeah, and, yeah, not, yeah. and it was none of them. So I was just like, I was okay, expecting you to get this one because it's on Twitter. It's tw- it's trending on Twitter. But, um, so I, I don't go on Twitter anymore because Twitter is a uh, is a toxic place. And okay. remember, I told you that I'm going to reduce my time on social media. Uh, yeah, so, I didn't disbelieve you. I just thought, oh, yeah. maybe you might have just seen it. Okay. Nah. Question five. Question five. This one's a tricky one, man. It's mm. this one is. I think you would be interested in it, but I don't know if you know. Go on. I'll give hit, it to you. Hit me. In March, in just a couple of days, or it might even have happened already by the time this comes out, Music Soul Child will be releasing a brand new album. Who is the producer he collaborated with to create this project? Is it A, Robert Glasper? Is it B, Hit Boy? Or is it C, Brian Michael Cox? Old album, one producer, brand new music. <clears throat> I'm only going to go for A because I don't know any of the others. Ah, uh, no. It's B, Hit Boy. Mm. That's okay. I'm Are you a music fan? Not really. Ah, see, I wasn't sure, but when I didn't see a reaction, I was like, oh, she doesn't care about music like that. Why not? I I literally love this guy. Like, can't get enough. I used to, and then I don't know. Just I just stopped listening to him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm bad. I'm bad upset. Oh, sorry. Is that right? <laughs> no, do you know what it is? It's because I used to... <laughs> Taking it's a like, fist. Oh. Do you know what it is? It's because... Um, what, I'll be honest. I stopped following who the producers were on projects a long time ago. So I don't I actually follow. Gonna, it's, it's because, I was it's never going to get that right. Um, no, it's because he's been promoting it. I follow him on Instagram. Mm. And he's been promoting it. But he's been promoting it with that as like the tagline, like "Oh, Hip Boy, me and Hip Boy." No, no. Mm. Where I never, I wouldn't know who produced any of his other albums. But he's been like, "Yeah, I'm working with Hip Boy, and I'm dropping an album." Blah, blah, blah. Hip Boy. I was like, "Okay, I better find cool. out. I, I need to find out what other projects Hip Boy has done." Then because he's done the King's Disease one and two and three with Nas. He's got loads of singles. I can't think of loads of the singles. There and you then go. there was a That's black guy back why. in the day. Now, there was a black guy back in the day, R&B, maybe about five, ten years ago, called Luke James. Sick. Sick tunes with... Um, I'll tell you what, boy. yeah. I only know the bait the bait producers. That's why I put um, Brian Michael Cox. You know Brian Michael Cox? Oh, no. You, yeah, you know another big Cox joint. Come on. All of uh, Destiny's Child and, and Brandy. I thought that was Dark Child. That's, that's Brian Michael Cox. I think oh, that's his other name. Oh, okay. So if you said Dark Child... Two, so I, I was going to. I was going to. And then I was like... No, oh, because you're trying same. to do trickery. Trickery. No, because he goes by both. Because he, you hear on the, on the start of a song, and the beat Cox joint. Uh, sometimes. And sometimes you hear Dark, Dark Child. Child. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay. I hear with two names. All right. <laughs> All right. That's cool. Four out of five. Do you think you can do it? I've done it once. Mm. You better pray. You better hope and pray. 
the questions <laughs> I give you. Free. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the questions I give you are not tricky. <laughs> I didn't think mine were tricky. Mm? It was just uh, the, the last two were just unfortunate. That fourth one was rude. What has that got to do with with black culture? I mean, parsnips. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Turnips and that. All right, let's move on. You never had turnip stew. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what event it was. Now it was one of these award shows. Mm. Um. Flip. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head which event. BAFTAs, Grammys, some kind of celebration of secular entertainment. Anyway, Buster Rhymes was there, Trevor Noah, all the celebs you'd expect. Now, mm-hmm. either leaving the venue or going to the airport, a fan has seen Buster Rhymes and mm-hmm. they're trying to get his attention so that they can take a picture of him. But yeah. he's obviously walking with an entourage. They're past her. And so she's reached for him and the only grabbable bit was his bum. So she squeezed his bum. Man turned around, dash water all over, or whatever he was drinking all over her. And people are like, uh, who was in the wrong here? She shouldn't have pinched his bum. I mean, not pinched, but that's where she grabbed. Like She, she shouldn't have grabbed his bum. And no old man like that. No one. Let's flip it. Let's flip the script. Yeah. True. If it was a woman and the guy grabbed her bum, mm. what do you think people Mariah would... Carey trying to catch would... a picture and she's walking by and it. What do you think people would say? They'd be getting mad. Thank you. Yeah, no, he went mad. He just dashed the water so quick. So quick. She shouldn't have touched his bum. Yeah. She shouldn't have touched his bum. <laughs> it's sad times. But this is what happens, man. People. Boundaries, isn't it? People don't understand. Yeah, you, I mean, when you when you become a celebrity, you become a thing, and you lose your humanity almost. I hear it, but I also think that's the case for some women as well that aren't even celebrities. Mm. What, I've had, I've had, I've, I've had, uh, I've had a group of boys. Coming, I was getting on a bus and these group of boys were coming off the bus. And as I was getting on, they literally slapped my bum. Hey. It was so embarrassing. And the bus driver was looking at me like I was trash. And I was thinking, no one on this bus wants to like say anything. To the guys that just... That just assaulted me. So I think <clears throat> sometimes women are seen as um, objects as well by whoever it is that finds them attractive not just celebs that's why i said flip the script because even if it wasn't a celebrity it was just a random woman that that happened to and that was her reaction people would support it that yeah she did the Mm -hmm. right thing because why did they touch her bum whether he is buster rhymes a celeb or a man doesn't matter his privacy was um intruded intruded his body was touched in like people need to learn about personal space like you didn't have to touch him to grab his attention at all, and if you're mm. calling him and he don't hear you, then he don't hear you, and you move on. You're not heard. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. It's you not. It's not on. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I almost grabbed my favorite rapper's attention, but he didn't hear me, and that's your that's your story. Not mm. I touched him without permission, no matter where on his body. I'm one of those people. I'm very funny about people touching me. I'm provoked. Like, don't touch my shoulder. Don't tap me. Don't don't touch me. 
I didn't want I don't want you to touch me. <laughs> it's like I'm unless we have that sort of rapport, meaning mm. I know who you are, we're cool. And like, cause I'm a touchy, it's weird. Cause I'm a touchy feely person. As I well. am as well. And that's why I'm trying to really understand but, where do I sit on this? I don't, yeah. Nah, but like, for example, yeah. Even when we first met, I was very careful around, do I like, do I just automatically go in for a hug or nah? Like, it's because I, I understand personal space and boundaries. Mm. Plus he's a taken man in it. And I ain't trying to have no beef with nobody. <laughs> So then I I pretty much mirrored your body language mm. and same thing with the, mi- and the same thing with well, the missus. Yeah. yeah, and the same thing mm. with the missus. But like, we know each other already. If we were strangers when we met and you tried to come mm. in for a hug, it would have been a very awkward one. Because mm. I would have been like, uh-uh. okay, I guess I have to now. <laughs> I don't really want you to touch I don't me. know. I'm, I, yeah. if, if we're cool, if I'm cool with you, you've already built a rapport, yeah, you can laugh, you can tap me on the shoulder, you can, ah, you know when people laugh and they t- they touch you and da-da-da, no problem. Yeah. If I don't know you, don't touch me. Don't, don't, don't touch yeah, I'm me. I'm very, I'm very aware of the uh, physical nature of people. I remember there's this girl that I met at a social, like a really open social gathering of friends, Aww. but I didn't know her. And um, and I didn't notice until that moment that she was actually attracted to me because she was very like nonchalant, chill, whatever. And then we were up in front of everyone doing bants and all of this, playing games and stuff. The mm. way she started laughing and clambering on me, I was like, oh, <laughs> because I'm very aware of body language, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But outside of like social scenarios, I don't think I have come touch me energy. Mm. If I'm honest, I, I think hear people it. who are interacting with me can tell know that I'm no, open. I'm there's very boundary. free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, I think just normal socially, I think I don't have <laughs> touch me energy. I think I do, even though I don't. So yeah, I even think though it's not what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm very I'm a very open and free person, I guess, like you. But I get at the same time I'm also quite a flirty person. And because I'm a flirty person, I think people just assume that, oh yeah, she's fair game. Especially men. But then I also realise with guys, if they're attracted to me, they think she's fair game. Whether I'm flirting or not. So like projection. They're just like, I want to touch her. And then they try and touch me. And then when I give them the look, mm-hmm. it's like, oh. <laughs> my Can we see the look? Damn. <laughs> do you know what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, I'm not impressed. Do you know what's the painful part of that one though? It's slow. I didn't, that's why I asked because I wasn't sure if it was going to be a snap like a or but that I think that would be more crushing if I was like oh yeah you know blah blah and put your hand on their hand maybe and they just get a slow look up <laughs> you know I'm very yeah, you ooh. know me I'm very I'm, for me I'm about timing you've probably clocked this from work timing, man. no you've probably clocked this from even working with me that I'm about timing, the way I talk, how I drop my jokes, my one-liners, what I say when I say it, mm. dramatic pauses and etc. Like, 
I'm all about timing. So I know that if I time the look in that way, it because it's not instant, it means that you've got time to really think about what you did and it's even mm. more embarrassing. So I do it for effect. Yeah, that would be highly embarrassing. Especially when they like, yeah. it's not like, <laughs> I remember one, I went on a first date with some guy and he thought that because I agreed to go on the date with him in the first place that he could try and like, you know, you know, there's a way you are around someone you've just met and then there's a way you are with someone that you've been with for a long time, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like with your missus, when you go out, you might automatically take her hand and hold it or mm -hmm. she'll, or she might automatically link arms with you or you'll feel no way to put your hand on the small of her back mm -hmm. and maybe a bit lower to the booty, right? Mm. but that's because you guys are comfortable with each other you understand each other's bodies yeah so mm -hmm. you know it makes sense it's natural this guy was doing i'm gonna put my hand on the small of your back i'm gonna touch your bum on the first within mm. five minutes of meeting me first time mm. Mm -mm -mm. and when i flinched oh, when i flinched mm. and gave him the he goes oh are you not comfortable? For, for damn right, I'm not comfortable. What do you mean? You don't know who I am. Did I even? What is your last name? What's my last name? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Tell me, please. Am I going to be touching this? Morning? I agreed to come out to figure out if there's a rapport between us, to figure out if I'm even attracted to you in that way. Mm. That's the whole point. Yeah, us. And you are you've uh, you've gone ten steps ahead. I need you to. I took minus points off him, on the scoreboard for that one, and that was yeah. the first and last date that we had because I was like, he's fast. Has anyone ever been in a situation like that where you've deducted points, so they've gone into the minus but actually made it, made it back, made it back? Yeah, not me, not I. <laughs> <clears throat> not me, I kind of feel like um, you. I I can tell when I've made a bad move in in a dating scenario, but off rip, can't think of any. Because anything that I've been successful with, I kind of it, I kind of ignore the parts where I went wrong, the missteps beforehand. Yeah. You don't really think about think it. When it's going when it's going good, you don't think about it. When it ends up good, you don't think about it. But when, it. when it's going bad, you're like, oh man, I could've that bit was a bit of a oh, yeah, dang. Um I remember I went to link this girl. This girl was on me. Yeah. I went to link her. She said, Yeah, come link me. I'm at uni. So come to my uni. Stay over. Was you in uni as well? Whatever. I was in uni but not hers. Okay, I'm just the reason why I'm clarifying is I'm just making you lot know that he's not an older guy. Oh, <laughs> going to uni, pursuing <laughs> these young girls. I just want to make that clear. No, right? this is everything we do is above board. Okay, yeah, we keep it. Yeah, we keep it. No, we keep is... it. Okay, cool. Go on. Yeah, I was at scandalous age, and um, <laughs> I, I went to college with this girl. And, yeah, um, nothing happened. I knew yeah. She was interested but nothing happened cool whatever. yeah 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 now she's at uni with with that age and she's like yeah come round i said come round come 
In you my said, oh, we're going to get sit on. We're yeah, gonna I'm like, this is in the bag. Yes. Let me tell you, boy. I journeyed to this girl's uni. Jenny. Met her at the, um, yeah, because it's like all bus and train and them thing. Like, man, weren't even driving. I started driving late anyway. But mm. So now she's met me at the station. We're taking the bus back to her dorms and that. Mm. And from when we're on the bus, I'm like, I'm not feeling the energy, you know. Uh, I don't oh, know she was with you. Around. She was yeah, with you yeah, on the yeah. bus. Okay. Yeah. And, what and was I'm the already... energy? Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine it. So was it like from when she said hi to you, you said hi to her, or did you say something? Was there a returning point? Was the no, energy on weren't. and then it turned off, or Do you know the what? vibe just I wasn't? I think that in her head, mm. she had maybe like fantasized about me, maybe too much. To the point where the real thing was actually not as good as whatever was going but on. But you that guys, day. you guys had met before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'd been a okay, while. So it had been a while. Okay. Okay. So she probably yeah. imagined what you were like at that time. Yeah. And maybe like, added spice. And then when she's met you, it's like, oh, the ginger weren't ginger in. It's not the same. Okay. <laughs> this is the only I've on reflection. There. Can I can I get to this because I'm like I've been there, bruv. Cause she weren't paying, so I weren't like hyping myself. I weren't no, not in a not in a deep way, but in my head, I wasn't like, oh my god, like this she's gonna be. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> he said it with what? ease, with ease. He said she weren't paying. Yeah, I, I'd reached that stage where I was like, look, if it ain't a fail, it's a pass. Girl, we if are you rocking and rolling. Girl, if you happen to be watching this, she are Okay, but just in case, isn't it? To him, you're not. You weren't. No, to him, you weren't. To me, to me, to him, you weren't. To me, he weren't the one anyway. To me, exactly. Because you weren't feeling him either. Get it? You did the right thing. Yeah, me. Your intuition was right. You didn't waste the whole body on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so I weren't hyping it in my head. My my hype and my drive was like. Oh, like we had good chemistry. Mm, Let's see. Like mm, it would just be a fun experience. This is what it was presented as, kind of, without us either saying, "Yeah, we're gonna do this." We're gonna. No one said that. But I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'm assuming by the fact that you want me to come down to your uni and stay the night in your dorm that you would like certain things to happen. It's an assumption. So um, yeah, from some from time we meet on a bus, I'm just like. Not feeling the energy, but we'll see. Maybe, mm. maybe she's not into the public display like that. We'll okay. See when we get back yeah. to the dorm, get back to the dorm, just chilling, vibes, and mess around, talking, and that. Then it's getting nearer to their bedtime, but she's not really trying to get any closer. Okay, she's not giving out. you the signs that she's open. She's not saying she's not saying come and be all over me. Yeah, in any capacity. I'm okay. like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Then it's getting even later, and now it's like time to go to sleep. Man's <sighs> thinking, okay, well, maybe when we're in the bed, I'll see what I've got. Okay, you still had hope. She was like, no, nah, okay. <laughs> she was like, no, nah, you ain't sleeping in the bed. I was like, what? Oh, what? Oh, no. Cow. did you invite me the all the way down here to sleep on the floor? God mm. damn. I said, okay, cool. 
But then the next day was even more weird because the next day, when I tell you we went all about the town, like shopping, socializing, that like, just being friends, I was like, this is weird. She friends, Angie. Yeah, we're already friends. No, nah, no, nah, she, she she friend friends, Angie. Like she was like, my, she was like, he, he's my yeah, friend. We ain't doing this. Yeah, we ain't. Yeah. Have I and ever? I like okay, I when I was younger, I was very naive. Mm-hmm. Especially in uni, I was very naive. I had a lot of male friends, and I had a couple of male friends that would like like not couple of male friends. One of my male friends used to sleep over all the time. Like I used to braid his hair. Mm-hmm. I used to do his cameras for him. And we he'd we'd sleep he'd sleep over we'd sleep in the same bed. Hey, I know. Not naughty, naughty. Nothing could really go down. Really, would nothing would really. <laughs> yeah, go nothing down. would really yeah, okay. go down. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't kiss or anything, but let's say like, like a big spoon and a little spoon. Yeah, that situation. I'd always be the little spoon. You'd always be the little spoon. Mm. And then there was another friend you- who I used to stay at his. And we would watch movies. His boys would come round. We'd watch, like, films and talk and gist and laugh and cook and eat. And then it'd be too late for me to go back to my dorm. So oh. I'd just sleep over. Nothing would happen. Not even Little Spoon, Big Spoon. Right? And I just thought... sleeping arrangement then? Just two, two straight... No, 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 like I would sleep facing the wall and he would sleep on the outside of the beds facing the other way. Or if he was Did facing my it? way, yeah, so it's like bum to bum rather than like, yeah. And if he slept, if he turned over, there would still be space. Like he was, I felt like he respected me, but here's the, yeah, hear, yeah, yeah, hear me out, hear me out. Cause mm-hmm. it used to happen all the time. I used to think we're just friends. He was a year above. When he was leaving uni, he then, mm-hmm. the one that I used to go and stay at his, he came and he told me, he was like, damn, do you know how much, he goes, you don't know how much restraint. Energy. Yeah. I had to, like, he's like, you don't understand the restraint that I put myself through in them times I used to sleep over. Like, you don't understand. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you for that. Because I just saw it as, oh, that's my boy. It's nothing. Do you get it? It is and nothing then the one until that, you're in that scenario. And then it's like... Oh. And then it's like, oh, this is what it is. Yeah. He was like, no, nah, especially, like, especially because I, I definitely find you really attractive. So it was difficult for me to not act on that. And I was mm. like, no, nah, you're a real one. You're actually my friend because you didn't try anything. Legit. The one that used to sleep at mine, um, nothing, like I said, nothing really happened. There might be a bit of a spinning situation. He just let you feel it. Yeah, he didn't let you feel it. What do you mean, let me, let him, let me feel it? <laughs> he just let you feel it, man. We all know what's going on. I feel it on someone's. My- Okay, yeah, 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 okay, 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 okay. Yeah, in that way, not no no hands or nothing, just in no, that no, way, no. like cuddles. No, and stuff. no, 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 no. Yeah, no. obviously. And you have um, your hands when you got the when you got Because I was a virgin energy. my whole university experience as well. So I guess that yeah. adds to the fact that I was very naive, very lucky. Because if these guys were on something different, it would have been a different mm. story. But yeah, but no, we were fr- like we were legit just friends. And um I think after a while. I started to feel something for him. But then I was like, but then he he slept with one of my friends and then I was like, yeah, that's done. That's dead in the water. There comes a point in time where you're like, you will judge the class or character of a woman and any man that associates himself with that woman, they just get that judgment too. Um, like, oh, damn, you went there. I don't know if that was what I was thinking at the time, 
because remember I was quite young. Um, I was more thinking, I know who she is. In terms of like, we're not friends, but we're we're acquaintances enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We live together. So if me and this guy get into anything, the girl that I live with oh, right. has been there before. Be- She's been there in it. And mm. yeah. So I just kept him firmly in the friend zone after that. And it's weird because there was definitely chemistry between us. Like, I, I, I think, and I could be wrong, we've never spoken about it since then. And I won't go back and talk to him about it because we've mm. lost touch one. I mean, we still talk every now and again, but he's got a whole family now, if that makes sense. I would never bring it up. But at yeah. the time, I definitely felt like he was attracted to me and I was attracted to him, but we just never went there. Yeah, And I don't know if it was because he was trying to respect me because he knew me on a friendship level, one. And two, he knew I was a virgin. He, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he just thought, you know what, we're cool. I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. it as it is, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. But we've always had love for each other. I think the virgin thing is definitely played, well... I think that part. played a big part in why I, I, he didn't. I think so, man. Yeah. Because there was a girl that I had a massive crush on and she had a crush on me and we were friends and we kind of like did a similar sounding dance to what you did mm-hmm. without the spooning. <laughs> they <laughs> say like that. Her, without they me making like her that. feel it every once in a while at night. Um, but yeah, we had our own version of that. It went on for time. Um, and then there came a time actually where she was, she had decided in her head, yeah, you know what? We're going to do this. And I was like, whoa, really? Yeah, okay. So we left from a party mm. and went back to mine. And I'm thinking, oh, my days, this is going to be wild. Because, like, our chemistry was a lot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, a perfect chemistry. We were, like, we were, like, always fighting, but we were friends. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, snap. It's a good kind of chemistry. But. I can't remember how she told me or when she told I think she might have told me like in the moment, but like we were obviously kissing and doing all of the pre mm, stuff. Pre-game. And then she like, yeah, dropped it that she was a virgin. And I was like, I can't beat you. Like, I'm a demon. I can't do, this can't be your first time. Cause I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to stay and you know that. Like I can't, I can't do that. Was it more? I couldn't. Okay, was it more because you knew that it wasn't going to be like a relationship situation? It was just going to be sex. It was a combination. And you didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, like. Or I was didn't... it more? I'm experienced, and what I'm what I'm feeling to do to you. No, hear me out. What I'm feeling to do to you. I don't know if you can hack it because this is going to be nah, your first nah, time. Nah, nah, nah. nah, it's not. It's not that. It's not that. It's more. It's more the case of like, if you're someone's first, you're immortalized. And um, the actors immortalized, the, the reasons, everything. Mm. And I had too much love and respect for that girl for that to be the scenario of me being immortalized as her first. Because there had been a time where I did fancy her and, and it could have been a relationship. And even if it failed, that doesn't matter. But I, I didn't want it her to, her immortalized version of me to be the demon version of me. Because there was gonna be no love <laughs> like it was just gonna be smash and i'm gonna smash the next thing tomorrow. but this is like, what i'm saying really so not. it was more of what i said first it was more oh i know it's not gonna be what it, what is it's not gonna be 
a situation whereby you're going to look back at it and feel like, oh, it was worth. Exactly. Yeah. I think it would have cost us our relationship to a degree. Mm-hmm. Because I can still speak to this girl now. And I don't feel like we would be able, I mean, yeah, like you say, you know, you lose touch with friends and stuff because of life. Mm-hmm. But I know that if if I wanted to be close to her, we could be close because we still have the great relationship that we had. Yeah. But I think that would have tainted it. The reason why I brought up my naivety is because when I was younger, if a guy, like when any of my guy friends or any guy would come round to mine, sex wasn't on mm. my mind. I just thought we're cool. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just speaking to, back to your story about that girl that you went to visit at another uni and it wasn't mm. that time, I could definitely see that being something that would have happened to me. Like I'm talking to one of my boys where, and like I said, I've come to learn as I got older that I'm flirty. So I would just be Mm. doing me and he'd be thinking, yeah, it's on, it's on. And sometimes I have like inappropriate jokes and I talk about sex a lot and I've always been like that. And then he'd be thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he comes and it's not. And then he's like, this girl is a tease. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But like in my adult life, just going speaking back to what we were talking about before around like, have you ever like, gone on a date or or whatever and someone's got minus points and could they build it back up and stuff the only time first of all I tend to only go on dates with guys that I think are really attractive Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there's no I've built up who he is in my mind I know exactly what he looks like (laughs) by the time we go on our date Mm. Um, because we probably met in person or even if it was like a you jumped in my DM situation we would have done FaceTime we would have done like like we would have had a way to like for me to see you without seeing you in real life mm. Mm. the only time it's ever happened to me where I've built someone up in my mind was probably when I tried my hand very temporarily at online dating and someone said that they were a certain height for example mm and then I meet them and yeah. <laughs> You're like, sir. I was like, You're up to my boob. Okay, exaggeration. You're my height. And that was an issue for me. So that was the end of that. But like, yeah, normally I can get I can gauge the vibe and the vibe will be such a way that when I do meet you, it's not really changed. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I've got a question for you, Venom. Mm -hmm. We live in London, UK, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've pretty much lived here all my life. Even went to uni around these bits as well, right? Around this city. And yeah, I'm firmly a London girl, yeah? Mm -hmm. And we spoke a bit about Chris Brown last week. We spoke a lot lot about Chris Brown last week. Now... Chris Brown dropped a, I can't remember if it was a tweet or a story on his socials. And he was like, basically saying how girls from up north were more fun. Oh, Birmingham, yeah. Were more fun than girls from London. And a lot of guys were reacting to that and basically confirming that, yeah, mm, the, mm. the guys up in Berms are where it's at. They're more attractive, they're more fun. 
them were cool and yeah the girls in london tumbleweed now the question i wanted to kind of bring to our podcast today Mm -hmm. was do you think that london is tapped yes why immediately yes why so the why is a trickier Mm -hmm. one i guess Mm -hmm. it's it's by um it's by meeting people who are not from London that I'm like, yeah, London's tapped. Because okay, let's go. The girls are definitely different outside of London. Way more sociable, like way more friendly. Maybe it was because I'm from London. Mm. Maybe it's because they're just more sociable. But I met a girl from Nottingham one time. That was a night I'll probably never forget ever because it was a mad night. But just such good vibes as well, considering we started the night as strangers. Mm. left like fully acquainted um i went down to bristol and met some peeps when when my boys were um, doing a show in bristol i I went to see them do the show Mm. and then we ended up socializing up there like raving and that Mm. it was a sick night like every when i told you everybody took man in like banter um and you just don't get received like that in london everyone's so uh, to themselves and so clicky yeah London's proper taps everyone's too clicked up in London I think that's my issue I think that London is tapped I agree it's tapped but I've got a whole host of other reasons let's hear some of them so like I think to begin with <laughs> I think everyone in London is stush. Yeah. I think everyone in London are so like more about image than anywhere else. I mean, I've been to other parts of the country mm-hmm. um, and I think the culture outside of London is a lot more um, laid back, a lot more friendly, a, mo- yeah. a lot more community based. Whereas in London, mm-hmm. I feel like it's very much everyone about I. Everybody is about well, I. Well, I, I think it's to do with the corporate world as well. To be honest, I think it's to do with the fact that London's very hustle and bustle. Also, there's a lot more commu- um, there's a lot more types of communities in London in a very concentrated place, and so I feel like that in a way perpetuates clicky behavior. So like Nigerians sticking together or West Africans sticking together and then the rest of the continent sticking together. Or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, do you, know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, or- I hear you. I'm the, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I agree or, with that. And, and uh, I, yeah. I, I feel like in, in London, it's people, because there's so many different types of communities, people seek out their own one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two, because of the fact that it's a central, it's it's the it's the busiest city in the UK. Um, so when you look at it from an economic standpoint, in terms of like the working world, the job market, mm-hmm. most people are in industries that are very like nine to five y type. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, a lot more. There's a lot more than anywhere else. Um, And I think because it's the major city, it's like 
people have this idea that they're better than everyone else everywhere else in the in the country mm. and so that manifests itself in how people treat each other on a day-to-day um london's a lot more busier so again like if you just look at the commute to work for example back when we were commuting to work a lot more people were just like i don't want to talk to no one don't talk to him like everyone just looks yeah, gloomy yeah. and sad and upset and stuff so it's i think all of that plays a part in why I think London is tapped. But if I was to be specific about the black community mm-hmm. in London now, oh, yeah. that's a whole, that's that plus more. Like there's layers to this, isn't it? Like there's, there's fair layers. yeah. So I know the question's broad, but I do want to take it into our community, the black community specifically, mm-hmm. or ethnic mm-hmm. minority, or ethnic minorities, if we want to broaden no, it black, out a bit man. more. Like, black. do you, like, what do you think are the issues that we're dealing with here What's in London? What's the problem to with make... black people yeah, in like, London? What is wrong with black people in London? Thank you. Like, what is black it? Black people in London are stush. They're stush. <laughs> and, um, and we're a community, I think I might have said this before, but we're a community without leadership, like a, a broad umbrella is placed over us. Mm. whether you're from the Caribbean, small island, big island, whether you're from uh, Africa, you know, however many different countries, we're all black people. But there's Mm. no leadership, so there's no direction. So everyone's doing their own thing Mm. as, you know, as demonstrated by maybe their community or the culture of the country that they come from or the influence from the diaspora, whatever it is, Mm. but there is no leadership. So you're sectioned and you're in a group. So you look at another black person, you think that they're your kin, but then also they're, you know, being influenced by completely different um, motives. And I think, I think it's a top down thing, man. I think because there's no top down guidance, leadership, uniformity, you're just dealing with abroad. Because the difference is, and it is kind of in a macro way because you're saying that London is like a hustle and bustle. So you have a lot more people in a smaller, in a small um, area. Mm. So you're less likely to keep bumping into the same people over and over again. Whereas it outside of London, you have the same kind of mix of people assuming, but they frequent each other more. So they're able to build up a community like organically. Whereas mm. I think everything that we do here and we build here in London is very inorganic and very economic. Like, oh, there's a community around this show and there's a community around this scene. Mm. There's a community around all these things that actually they're consumer-led, not not just social or not just community-based. I hate like you. Even, even a carnival. People, everybody goes carnival to have a good time. But... And I get, yeah, loads of other cultures come in, but it's a predominantly black affair. But, mm. like, when else do black people meet not to not to spend money on a specific thing? Mm. I f- mm. Do you know, I hear what you're saying, but the reason why I'm a bit like, I'm not sure, is because even if we look at back in the day, before social media is what it is now, mm. Black people had community, yes, but there was still some division. And I feel like London has always been that place that people just brand as being stush. 
Because mm-hmm. back in the day when we were playing outside and actually have a community with each other, that's when we had most of the postcode wars. That's when it was like South versus North, North versus East, East versus West. Do you know what I mean? Like it was more... It, it, it progressed into that. It progressed it's, into that. For as far back as I can remember, there's been postcode wars in it. <laughs> All the oh, way I into played out before postcode wars, boy. All the way into, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, you're showing your age there, but like, I'm just saying, for me, <laughs> it's all. There's always been postcode wars, um, and yeah, I think when I, when I look at our the black community in particular, I don't know and I don't get why why it's tapped i do think social media has a huge part to play oh yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. i feel like even standards of beauty now yeah bear with me it's gonna sound like i'm going left but just hear me out mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i feel like when i was younger when you were like 16 you weren't expected to be wearing a bust down weave and lashes and a whole lot of makeup you could literally just look like a 16 year old, if you know what I mean, like braids. Mm. You don't have to wear much Mm. makeup. Like you could just be a kid. Now you've got a lot of young people acting like adults because social media has made them believe that that's how you're supposed to live. Like it's given us like a standard of living or like an aesthetic that everyone's trying to attain Mm -hmm. or at least a type Mm -hmm. of aesthetic people are trying to attain. And so- We've got young people not acting like young people and having a standard of life that is was not expected of us when we were that age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I'm just trying to put my mind back to when I was 16. If I did, was expected to and felt pressured to live by the standards that have been set out for me by social media, I think I definitely would have been in my head and I definitely would have thought that I was a bad B and I would have like pre- um, prescribed to this whole like city girl, I think yeah, I'm like, the hot one, I, you know, yeah. like no one could come step to me, no one could have chat for me and all this business that we're seeing online mm. now. And so I think social media has kind of like made people have a warped sense of who they are. And there's that element. And then there's things like TikTok, no, not TikTok, Twitter. I spoke about Twitter, not going on it anymore. This whole like black Twitter being a toxic place and mm-hmm. people being judgmental and always having something to say, never saying anything positive. Everyone's follow, follow on there as well. Cause if you don't fit into the norm as to what everyone else believes, then automatically you're like bullied into feeling yeah, like yeah, your yeah. opinion mm-hmm. is different and wrong. Um, yeah. Like two weeks ago, we put out your a clip from one of our episodes where you, you had a, you used your, you let your imagination run wild and had an idea. Yeah. You didn't say that that's what it was. That's what the red boot was used for. Yeah. You just said, this is where my imagination went. Yeah. And fair enough, that clip wasn't the full clip as it was shown in the actual episode. It was like cut, you know, mm-hmm. to make it more short and snappy. But people were literally like, I believe I had to stop reading the comments because I thought people were being mean. I mean, and judgmental. It was a combination of both, yeah. But and I was like, uh, like if you don't like something, if you don't like the idea, you don't have to take it an extra mile and start cussing. Like there was comments about how we looked. How? Oh, I didn't see ones about how we looked. I didn't, I don't even want you to go back and read it. But just know that some oh, of the damn comments damn on there damn. See, I've, I've got was, my armor. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Some of the comments on there were uncalled for and 
I feel like TikTok's Definitely. turning into Twitter because that's how people were and have been on Twitter from early. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I think social media has given people this sense of like, I can say what I want, I can do what I want and I'm a bad B or I'm I'm a high value man or this rubbish. And people are walking around with this idea in their mind. And then mm. a lot of the like influencers either move from out of London into London or already reside in London. A lot yeah. of the big, big mm-hmm. names. And so I think that also might play a part as well around why people in London, specifically black people in London, feel like they're it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, And it's spreading out into all different aspects of our lives. Like socially, going to the club in London is boring. I've stopped going because oh, yeah. people don't enjoy themselves. People are too busy looking at each other and trying to decide like, oh, I want to look a certain type of way in front of everyone else rather than just, I like I like to dance in it rather than just, mm. oh, I'm listening to the music and I'm enjoying it and I'm going to dance. So people are, are judging each other in that way. When you look at it from a dating perspective, everybody's guard is up. Everyone's trying to look a certain type of way or present a certain facade. And that's I- impacting how we date in London as well. So I mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, I'm just trying to figure out like, what are the elements at play that's leading London to become this antisocial place when it wasn't always like that? And for me, I think most of it stems from social media, but that's... I think a great deal of it stems from social media, for sure. But the breakdown of community... Hmm. I think it's the breakdown of community in the physical sense as well. Mm. Not living outside of London, I can't speak on what it feels like to live outside of London. Mm. But from from a Londoner's perspective, looking out, it looks to me like, like the people have more of a sense of community in the physical. Mm. Um, of like really being, um, you know, living. And I guess they're not as mobile as well. Like I reckon like, not to speak disrespectfully of people from Birmingham or to assume something, but I'm guessing like if you lived in a certain part of Birmingham and you grew up with people, like most of the people probably stayed there and lived there like most of their life and their family. And whereas London, you know, it's, it's like, oh, now I'm living in South and now I'm in East and my brethren, you know what I mean? Like, no one's ever really situated somewhere mm. unless they're poor. Mm. And then you're just in the council estate. And you know what I mean? That's not really the same example of community. So I think, yeah, that lack of like having certain families live in certain areas and over time, that causes a breakdown in community as well. Yeah. And then I don't actually think there's a place where black people live. Like in Stamford Hill, um, Hasidic Jews live there, mm-hmm. like massive Hasidic Jew community mm-hmm. in Stoke Newton, massive Turkish community. Mm-hmm. Um, in like East East London, like near uh, Mile End, mm-hmm. and and all that, like massive Asian community. That's or White, right, Whitechapel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I I think black people don't live in places. You don't as think a community. You don't think they. You don't think. Nah. You don't think like Peckham and Lewisham and all that place is there? No, you don't I feel think, like there's I a heavy think, black influence in those areas? I think there's a heavy black influence. And I think that that might be because of social housing or or maybe historically, yeah. But I don't think there's a, there's a place where black people have actively chosen to live. 
and especially not like an affluent place where where Stamford Hill to me is more of an example of the affluent place because those Jews bought homes and they built their community and built schools and that yeah, in this area. I think it's hard to place an exact like location. Like you can't say Stamford Hill. Just spread out. I think, but I do I think, think wherever wherever there's housing. I that's where we're at. I do think South London is like a black space, and I think the reason why people shout a lot about um, spaces becoming white or gentrified is because a lot Mm -hmm. of our black spaces have been taken up like hackney used to be black it's not anymore yeah they used you know what i mean used to be minority white because there was always like a lot of uh other ethnicities yeah but there was a lot of it was like a lot of a lot of black black people same thing with peckham same thing with brixton Mm -hmm. um yeah woolwich like it was majority black people that were around them places there but mm. then those places have been gentrified. So I hear that. But I do think South London, if I, if they were like, what area do you think is like saturated with black people? I would have said South London. I think it's got a lot of black um, people there. But I, I, I still, I, had, had no, more, I, I yeah. still think so. Because even like when I go up to like, mm. when I go to like um, Croydon and then places there, the majority of people I see walking down the road are black. No, I and I them, definitely them don't areas disagree. are like heavy. Have like those places are like mini Africa's, like literally, <laughs> like mini Nigeria, mini Ghana, mini no mm. lies. So I don't know if I agree with you with that, but like no, but I hear it though to an extent. I do, I just feel like London. I do think London's a tap place, and I was a bit sad to see that it's noticed by other places because when um, Chris Brown made that comment on his socials i think it was taser black yeah that reshared it on one of his platforms i think it was instagram and then off the back of that people did like tiktoks and they showed chris brown at an after party one of his after parties in birmingham and the vibe was lit everyone was dancing singing along to his music and everything Mm. and then they showed Mm. a vid a clip of him of his after party in London and people were standing around looking at they each other. They were just standing there. No one was singing the even, music. Even, no even, was... When Chunks, even when Chunks was on the mic singing, exactly. uh, trying to get uh, Chris Brown's attention. Exactly. I was like, this is dead. It was so, so boring. So showy. Yeah, it so was all, it's all image. It's all, we just want to look cute and stand around and stare at each other. I just want to be seen and there at the thing. I found that embarrassing. I was like, right, like, is this what London's become? Like, it's become, it's almost like everyone's an influencer here and everyone just wants to look nice and have their phone out and take mm-hmm. pictures, but mm-hmm. they don't want to be in the moment and enjoy themselves. And I went to the concert and literally like everyone around me were just on their phones. Me, I didn't take no footage. I was dancing mm-hmm. my ass mm-hmm. off. My cousin was in the in the venue as well, but she was opposite me because um, we didn't buy tickets at the same time. So she was on the other side. And in her videos, like she was the one that was having fun. People around her were not vibing like you might get a few of us dotted around mm. that still do what we do but then people look at you like can you not chill like where's your decorum so i think london's very image based but that's why for me i'm thinking where does that come from it must come from um social media and the way that social media has moved forward on it top of influence how people on top interact. of everything else that i spoke about when i said you know london's already uh, like a 
because it's a working hub place and everyone's mm-hmm. very much like nine to five, got to get to work, get to get to you. And everyone's like hustle and bustle and that mentality. And so people are, don't have time to say hi to each other and smile at each other and whatever. As if to say people don't, as if to say people don't work in other cities, but you know. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's, it's, I think it's that, but I think it's people don't have time to just enjoy things for what they are. So instead they have to make sure that they capture mm. that they were there so that they can speak to the fact that they enjoyed it some other time. Yeah, definitely. I definitely want to come back to the black community conversation, but more specifically, Mm -hmm. like, I would love for us, maybe next week we should talk about this, like, just come back to the idea of, like, talking about the black family. Because I think that a big, a big, a bigger conversation in all of this is the home and the the black family has taken a hit and I feel like it's it's in it's on a decline and I don't know or see how it's going to be back on a rise again if we carry on the way that we're going in terms of the dating scene and just people's ideology around dating. London, London specifically or England? We can go London, or... we can go broader, but in London I've seen it. Like I'm seeing a lot of like, the dating scene is in such a way that I think it's difficult for people to even get into relationship and therefore start a family. People's ideas mm, around mm. family now and getting married and having kids and there's a bigger conversation to be had around that. Sorry, my lashes irritate me. There's a bigger conversation yeah. to be had around that, I think. We don't have time for it now because we can't broach no, two cool. huge that's things cool. at yeah, once. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. The I, black family. The community, yeah, I think... There's the social media aspect, but I do think part of it isn't just do black people have a place to reside in the UK for them to have community, but how can you value community if your home is, do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, community is an extension of the home. Exactly. Sure. And if the if the black home is broken right now and we're not seeing much community in that sense, in terms of like, oh, we want to come together and be in relationship with each other, then how can we mm, expect yeah. unity in other areas of life. Cause I do think that that sort of, that relation, everything's interlinked. The sociologist in me mm. is like thinking about how everything interlinks and how one thing like a domino effect affects something yeah. else. And I do think that the, it's not a coincidence that London, the dating scene is crap. The social scene is crap. And then likewise, black family is at risk. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was really embarrassed. I saw the footage. I was like, oh man. <laughs> you ain't even got to show me footage. I know. Mm. Because like I was saying, when I went Bristol, the way we was turning up was second to none. Mm. I, I felt like I was on holiday when we were partying. See? It felt like we was on holiday because we were all going in. The banter was bantering. Even the jokes we were having, we were laughing to the point where, yeah, like I say, I, I spoke to this girl because I found her quite attractive. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I think, yeah, she gave me her number and all that. And she didn't give me a number like, oh, yeah. Like, I didn't approach her on like, oh, I think you're paying. Like, give me a number like so we can do this. Mm. It was more like she was just open to just have a re- like a relationship. And then, you know what I mean? I'll talk to her and see where I would talk to her and see where it goes. Like, she was just like, yeah, you're Bants. Like, mm. let's, let's stay connected. I know you're not from here. So I did. And we talked for years. Because I definitely... Like, I still... I I walk around thinking that everyone is like me and I shouldn't, but I do. Yeah. 
And mm. it wasn't till recently when I started talking to like this guy and we were talking about like certain topics and I was like relaying my thoughts around it or how I would approach certain mm. things. And we'll, again, we'll go into this in more detail when we have that black family conversation next week. And um, he was like, rah, like that's not what other people are saying. Like that's not how, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I've, there's other girls that think this way. I feel like black men are exaggerating when they say that black girls are tapped in this country, blah, 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 or that black girls are tapped in London. I'm like, nah, definitely there's other girls that think like this. He's like, Dami, I'm a single man that's been dating for the best part of like the last two, three years. I can guarantee most girls are not thinking like that. Most of the girls I've spoken to, this is what they think. He goes, look at social media. What does it tell you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> To be fair, not to say that I'm one in a million, but there's not a lot of people that have a certain way of looking at things. They all yeah. follow this idea around dating and life that social media has told us to follow. And the moment you don't, you deviate from that, you get hate. But yeah, 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 very much. So, so. That, that's why I was like, there, there is a link there between black family, black dating in London, and how. The re how London in general is, if that makes sense. There's a link. And I think mm -hmm. we, we might need to spend a bit more time talking about that next time. No, for sure. Because I want to pick I'm your brain on it. I'm definitely to talk about the, the Black family because I've got my theories as always. I bet you do. <laughs> but, but you're going to get stuck into that for sure. Yeah. And I, I there were some things that I saw online that I think I'll, I won't bring up now. I'll wait till next week. That's related oh, to this conversation. Mm. Mm. But yeah, okay, listen, guys, let us know in the comments what you think about London and why you think London mm. is tapped. Do you think London's tapped? And if you do, why? Because it'll be interesting to find out your opinions on this because there's definitely a lot of things that we probably haven't even brought up um, mm, yeah. because it's such a big topic and we can always do a part two later on. One bang, so we want to shout out, as we always do every week, we shout out someone who's followed us, someone who's left a comment that's a bit, mm, or someone who said, yeah, shout me out. Mm -hmm. And this week, I want to shout out my boy, Julian Justin. That's my doggy from primary school. We go all the way back to the sleepovers and that. Um, yeah, man followed us on the social. So I just want to say thank you very much, bro. Obviously, it's always love. He mm -hmm. comes and checks me out with our DJ. He's he's my true G from from long, long, long time. So um, yeah, always a pleasure to have you around, my bro. Anyone else want to join the family? You know what to do. Hit the like button, the subscribe button, leave a comment, send a DM, say, yo, I want you guys to shout me out and we'll make it so. You get me? You get me. And um, mm. yeah, guys, the socials are in the description. Also, the QR code is on the screen right now for the Instagram. You know what to do. Get the camera out. Do all the things. Follow the link. The link is also in the description support the family thank you so much for watching this week's episode um hope you enjoyed it and if you did we'll see you next week yeah, so until yeah. next time peeps peace, peace. <laughs> that is mad what an episode we went from spirituality at the beginning all the way to london's tapped bro